I'm Marisol. And I'm Adam. And you are listening to The The Reading Reading Aloud Aloud Podcast. Podcast. A podcast where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication is explored in real time by a real couple. That's us. In season two, we bring you along on our tour to keep the conversation going. Okay. Here we go. So, yeah, Congress and the Senate are different. But I know that because we just discussed that one's Democrat and one's Republican. And I know that. And I know the Schoolhouse Rock song. Yeah, sing it for me. (laughs) Because you're always so good with lyrics. I can't wait. Speaker of the House. No, that's Master of the House in Layman's Rum. (laughs) Because I was just singing it. Um, Schoolhouse Rocks. That's the name of the show. Yep, sang in a ditty. Well, and then they have the pyramid, and they have the the school buses, and so they you have remember the signs. The, you remember the opening to the show? Yeah, school buses. You're thinking of I'm just a bill sitting up on Capitol Hill. Hill. Yeah, trying to become a law. Yeah. Uh huh. And then it tells you how how it's made. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, what happens is basically whatever party controls more seats then controls the leadership of that either Congress or Senate, right? Are there... So there's more... Oh, so, there, so there's Republican and Democrat on both Congress and Senate, and it's just about the number of seats. Okay, and yes. is it always a one up, or is it sometimes like seven up? <laughs> Heads up, seven up. Um... It's, it's, it varies, so right? So it could be so two up, three up. How big the majority is, that's what, you know, that's how you would say it. Like, how big is the majority, right? Um, and that, that makes a difference because sometimes different members from different parties don't always vote in within party lines. Right? Oh. Right, like Democrats. We say, have to, but Especially they... in the House, you know, a certain bill could garner support from certain bipartisan support, but... All the Democrats might not vote for it. Can I tell you something? So my friend reached out to me and she was horrified to find out that the Democrats filibustered the civil rights movement. And I was like, did you think they weren't racist in 1960 whatever? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And also, back in the day, everybody was a little bit more moderate. Democrats were a little bit more Republican-esque, according to how things are now, and Republicans were a little bit more Democratic-esque. Yeah, you know, it's, it goes in, like, it goes in <clears throat> waves, and that's a popular talking point of, you know, Republicans and those kind of, like, wanting to point out, it's like, oh, Lincoln was a Republican and Democrats used to be, you know, a Southern thing. There's actually a really great podcast. Oh, is it 1916? 1619? 538 yeah okay well 1619 is good yeah that's a that's a what is 1619 that's the one that's giving everybody the history right now got it got it cool that Um, and um this land not to be yeah not to be confused with another podcast that it's called like this beautiful land but this one has a map and like this land written in blood oh wow but both of those are good yeah, but 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 this I want you to say the very specific one because she asked me for a television show or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, how the GOP chose to be a white party? Yeah, it's really interesting say about the that. name of the podcast again. Um, five thirty eight politics podcast spelled out five thirty eight because it's cool. It's, it's cool. Like um, in you know not cool, but it's interesting history that in the you know the Democrats were always the party of. Like, historically, they were always kind of more a party of 
the workers in a way, you know, like the kind of the commoner person. And the Republicans were always a little bit more of a party of like business, you know, um, conservative, small government, kind of more, you know, um, independent, corporate, capitalistic control and Democrats were always more of that. And, you know, and, and I'm sure there's a lot of holes that are punched in that statement that I just made. And you can't really compare like a Republican <clears throat> in 1800s to a Republican in 1990, right? It's just the, the party changes and adapts so much. It's, it's not a real, it's comparing apples to oranges. It's not a, it's not a real fair or kind of like. Do you know that, did you know that the is, Democrats filibustered civil rights movement? Yeah. You did know that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, it was also, um, it was also, was Johnson, was it, Lyndon B. Johnson signed the Civil Rights Act. I don't even know if he was Republican or Democrat. I have no idea. But, but Democrats always, always kind of, you know, they were, you know, what was called blue dog Democrat, which were Southern Democrats. You know, they were very racist mm-hmm. throughout a while. I mean, George Wallace, you know, famous um, governor of Alabama, I believe, or Mississippi, Alabama, um, you know, if like segregation now, segregation forever kind of statement. He was a Democrat, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, he was a white working class Democrat that was very pro segregation. Um, segregation. At, yeah. At all. yeah, yeah, exactly. And so anyway, that's, you know, and, and, and then it, and then it has shifted dramatically to where I would say very much so the Democratic Party stands up for just social justice issues. Yeah, so not only social justice issues, the interests of Black Americans. Not that Black America is a monolith. That is that moves the five thirty eight that we listened to together? Mm-hmm. Oh, that one was good. Yeah, and this one is actually, I think, even much better historically. Like, so yeah, I mean, wait, I thought no, no I'm asking if that's the exact one we listened to. No. Oh, it sounds same. No, that was talking about polling Student. data yeah, and yeah, yeah. which actual policies would um for the record that was my question is that the one we listened to i know that that's the podcast um no sorry to to misinterpret your question what is so speaker of the house so my question was when's the last time a woman was speaker of the house you said figured it's happened a bunch seems i mean isn't that the third highest position or is like the judge the third highest position in the United States. I don't know how they rank them like it's that. It's pretty high up there. It's, it's, it's third in line for the president, I'm pretty sure. Right, right. Because it's president, vice president, Pelosi. To me, that's a big deal. Or speaker, you know, speaker of the house. So when AOC and co were talking, getting their time on C-SPAN on the floor. You're talking about her response to Representative Yoho's attack on her. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is Representative Yoho a white man? Yes. And when they were on, and they kept talking to Nancy Pelosi, what are they appealing? Like they were, those were just declarations and statements and opinions and just an expression. There was no request at the end of that. Right. So you have, I mean, I don't know exactly how all of the... She just sits there as witness? She might not even be there. Got it. I, I don't know. You know, I think there's customs and there's ways in which, like, statements are delivered. I think that there is, you know, every conversation that happens kind of in the halls of Congress, you know, on when it's congressional time isn't direct, in, like, 
isn't directly related to necessarily a policy, I think, because also there's also like, you know, persuasion and political statements and politicking that happens in all of that. But I'm not I'm not as familiar with like kind of the rules and and ways um, the systems and structures and in which how Congress kind of functions on a day to day. I don't know. Can I don't we, know that. And we don't want to watch bet? that much C-SPAN. Can we make a bet? Sure. Um, you bet a hundred dollars. I mean, <laughs> I love how you think this is how bets work. Go on. And I'll bet 25. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. hundred dollars of my fun money and 25 of yours. Yes. Okay. It's about how you split up our fun money t- today. You're like, can I have a hundred dollars fun money? And you're like, wait, do you want some fun money? And I was like, no, you can have all the fun money. And then I was well, like, Well, also wait. just remember, I had, I had also <clears throat> boosted in there $100 into your self-care fund. That's not fun. I know. But just, and I don't have a self-care fund. You absolutely do. Do I? Yeah, it's in the HSA. It just uh-huh. gets covered by the HSA. Got it. Or it's covered by insurance. Uh-huh. My, my self-care just so happens to be out of the wheelhouse of traditional medicine. Got it. So you're betting 100 and I'm betting... 25. Do you pick A or B? <laughs> I'm not playing this game. I pick B. You pick B? Uh-huh. That AOC will never be president. Okay. I picked A. That she will? Yeah. What are the chances you think that she'll be president? Like, really honestly. In real life, that she will like actually be our president. Like, what percentage chance in her lifetime that she would be our president? What do you think? <sighs> I mean... This is just, a, I, I think there's probably a, at this moment, um, I would say probably around a 30% chance that she would become president. Probably about a 30% chance. Do you think she's going to run for president eventually? Would she run for president? I don't. Like, do you think this is her life goal? No, I don't think that she's in it for. I don't. Th- I don't think that she's in it for the presidency. I. I. She in it to. She was in it to make community change. I, I think that she was in it for change initially. I think that, uh, of course, her inner circle has probably talked about what her path, or even if she's not involved in people who are kind of her, you know, because a, 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 typically a politician isn't only like you know they are a network of people a lot of times. Like we see them, they are the figurehead, but. Each politician in their own right is somewhat of an organization. People always say politicians are slimes. Yeah. She fits in that? Um, I, You know, I have somewhat different views on this. I think there is a lot of very, very slimy stuff that goes on in policy. I think people call government. them slimes because they can't, they get stuck between a rock and a hard place so often. I think part of it is that, yes. I think there are people that are definitely <laughs> out there with agendas and... I would say that I would say this and let me get it fully out is that is that creating policy and the political process is extremely difficult. There is an enormous amount of to use a sports term like Monday morning quarterbacking that goes on. And anybody that's been in a sort of organizational process to create change with a wide variety of spectrum of views knows how difficult that can be even on a micro scale. So imagine trying to do it with all of these other things. I think also that individual people and people who are so often... that's what I just said. Yeah, and it can be very difficult. I also think that politicians, 
you know, we can disagree with them, but I think it's less about them being quote unquote slimes. I think it's more about the way that self-preservation and influence plays into politics. So what I mean by that is that a politician feels like wants to be reelected and it's centrally based on that. And so therefore their decisions often reflect what would get them reelected rather than kind of what's best for their constituents. Therefore, that leaves the door open for outside influences. Sometimes those are in a direction that you, you or I or somebody else might agree with. Sometimes they're in a direction that we would not agree with. But generally speaking, outside influences and oftentimes because they're tied to reelection, it's based on money. And so you know, one of my strong beliefs in order to kind of preserve our democracy is remove the kind of money barriers out of politics. Not that every election, like you don't have to, you know, print signs or something like that. But like, we have to lower this bar because if it's, if a politician says, I can only make change if I get reelected. And the only way I get reelected is if I have all this money, then it disproportionately values People and now, now we have deemed because of uh, Citizens United corporations as people, it disproportionately values their influence on policy, policy based on how much money that they have, and that's unfair I, in a democracy. Can I? Yeah, sorry for thank going you. On there. Thank you for sharing all that. Can I ask two questions? Sure. Did your teeth change? They look so different today. Like I have an overbite. No. Do you think you have an overbite? Let me see. I have a small one. Oh, yeah. Oh, you pulled it back. You're pulling it back. Yeah. Do I have an overbite? I mean, tiny. Second question. Yeah. Do you think people are going to listen to this and think I'm dumb dumb? No. Why? I don't think that you need to know the, like, the intricacies of... DC and I mean I don't I might know a little bit more than you but I don't know the 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 details to be able to kind of like know where you morally stand on issues and kind of have yeah but I have always found for me information is power for the most part I guess I'm saying you asked me if people would think you're a dumb dumb and I think and I think no because you know you you know you're not yeah but I think I, the reason I had said that is because I think that it is interesting when you know where things go and how it works, like you understand the level of impact. And I think it's, I think it's one thing that I've probably suffered from, well, aside from like not voting in local elections until later in life. And of course those being you know, where it all starts and what really matters for my day to day living and for how I can actually have an impact in the community. Um, I think that it is, you know, when you think you are doing something and you're like, well, I did this thing and you think it's going to, you don't know how the chain goes, then you just think it's going to lead to the thing that you think it's the outcome you think. And it, I just think it helps to know like what actually happens. And I think it's interesting. And I think, you know, like our conversation that before we started hit record, their short conversation about Nancy Pelosi, it's like it it was eye opening, and it and it was like it was exciting for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that that maybe she would become president if if we couldn't do a formal election. Mm-hmm. 
although I did read today that Congress chooses. Right. And I think that they're not going to choose <clears throat> some random. random person off the street. They're, that's the point. Well, that they, I, what if I called? They might choose me and or AOC. They wouldn't choose AOC. Why? Because she's not prepared. Because I don't think that the well, I mean, the the party, the ruling party, has already elected Nancy Pelosi as their leader, so they would nominate their leader to be fill that role. Do you think she would do a good job? Um, you know, I don't think I think it would be more of a maintenance rather than you. You wouldn't be judging her job on a, a normal circumstance. You know, would she do a good job of? keeping the country's head above water until we actually had a fair and balanced election. You know, sure. Yeah. Why would she not do better than just maintenance? I mean, I think I, I generally support people who I see wanting the, the, the public to be involved in policy and elections, you know, and that's very important to me. And it's folks who kind of dissuade people from being involved or push the conversation away from issues, the actual policy implications and how we're directing this country in terms of how we're guiding the economy and our education Does and what we're prioritizing. away? I'm saying no, that's why. Like, I would say that you would do a fine job. Like, I generally support politicians who do that, either on a Republican or a Democratic side. Like, I want people to be, like actively wanting to engage people on these issues, not talking like throwing headline grabbers. This is why I don't support Trump, you know? I mean, it's, he, he, he doesn't talk about actual issues and often peddles conspiracy theories and really distracts from actually running a, this country through developing and creating policy. Like I, you know, it's, it's really more kind of, I see about, personal vendettas or tangents or this or that like he has kind of tried to address some issues like drug pricing or um things like that but like you know yeah having actual debates around like policy is is i think where it's at and unfortunately we just move further and further away from that and i attribute that again to money and politics how smart do you think you are um on like, <clears throat> like scale of one to one person, woman, man, camera, TV. <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> Except for that, can I tell them what yesterday? What you did? What did I do? Did I say like person, woman, man? Camera? No, you said you said I can re- see. I can repeat those four things. Oh yeah, four things. <laughs> but there were five. I can repeat those four things. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Uh, Any uh, one last question for me or no? Wait, you just you you asked me how smart do you, I think I am or something like yeah? That. How smart are you? Uh, you got to give me some sort of like scale of one to one thousand and ten. Scale of one to one thousand and one thousand and ten and ten is like that's Richter. R- Richter. <laughs> Well, I'm definitely not as smart as Richter. <laughs> Off the Richter. Off the Richter. Do you know what a Richter is? <laughs> Wait, do you know what a Richter is? Well, I know what the Richter scale is. 
Is that what you're asking me? how they measure earthquakes. Is that what you're asking me? If I know what a Richter is? I I doubt that a Richter is actually a unit of measurement. No, off the Richter scale. Right. Babe, I I was abbreviating the whole thing. I know. So wait, what is 1010? Like, is that genius? It's Richter. (laughs) Okay. Um, It's off the Richter scale. Off the Richter scale. Um... I would say I'm probably around like, uh, you know, 678. Ooh, I was going to say seven something. Uh-huh. What, what are your deficits? Um, probably spelling. Oh, not, knocks, knocks a couple hundred points off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'm just, I, I probably don't have the, the level, you know, somebody who is more intelligent than me has probably a greater reading comprehension, you know, but I'm, 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 um, but you know, I'm a great, you know, I'm a great logical thinker. Yeah. You know, how, um, how smart am I? Off the Richter. (laughs) And there's so many types of intelligence too, because I think like, okay, how social intelligence high. A social emotional, emotional intelligence, intelligence? Off, the Richter. off the Richter off the Richter math and science I Although used to be pretty... top math yeah in third grade <laughs> fourth fourth grade I was top math I could do those bubbles so fast top math top math probably because you didn't even you just like went for it yeah you, yeah you just like, it was a speed test yeah of course yeah you, you of course ace those things um <laughs> You so, were going to say I was good at one or I the think other. You're probably, no, no, you I said, think you you're smarter say, than me. No, no, no. You were saying I was good at math or science. You went to science. Columbia. You're definitely smarter than <laughs> no. me. No. You said math or science. You, you On were the Richter? Say, no. You were going to say something. You were, you were like math, oh, math or science. math or science, you're not as smart. No, but then you were like, well, actually, you're... And then I was wondering Oh, which I was going to say, actually, you're, you're good at science. What kind? Well, you, like, you know anatomy really well. <clears throat> um, you're good with, like... Yeah, you're good with just, like, basic science. Cells, anatomy, um, oh, yeah, basic... Like brain, I mean, science is brain, so broad. Brain stuff, brain stuff you know. Um, I'm probably a little better at biology than you, but like, you, you know, you're, you're pretty good at that. I that spotted stuff. that dead frog on the road. You were quick. <laughs> you Twice. were quick. Huh? Twice. I saw one and two. I've, I, I saw the, I, I saw them before you, but you saw Both them. of them? Mm-hmm. On my other walks. Yeah. That one and that one on the hillside over there. But those were on my individual walks. Invite me next time. <laughs> okay. Um, I think on the scale of 1,110... No, you, no, 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 just 1,010. 1,010. Um, you're probably right around a 801. It's about my credit score, huh? <laughs> Let's talk about credit scores. It's, credit. Hi- it's higher than that, right? Oh, you ended up with the higher one. How did you get that? I have credit cards. Well, sure, but you also started a business and yeah. and had debt because of that business. Yeah. Yeah. You started you started your own business and then you took on debt and that knocked your credit down. But we were married. Right. You still get individual credit scores? I guess so. I'm, oh, okay. I mean, let's be clear, they were both we have great credit. Yeah. And I'm very grateful for that. Is 801 Very credit? privileged about that. I think 800 is perfect credit. Nobody has 800, right? I don't know. 8 something? I forget. 8 
what is eight sixty? Yeah. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.